0: Hi, this is Charles Kelly. Today, I want to give you ten quick tips on how to save money on your insurance. Now, I'd just like to start by saying there's a lot more money tips in my uh, book. Yes, money can buy you happiness. Loads of stuff here: the seven money myths, the uh, you know way, ways that the three hours of money management, and the smart money manager. All all it's in there. You can find it on Amazon. But today, I want to concentrate on insurance because. We've seen uh, the headlines today that, that some of the buildings insurance in this country has gone up by a thousand percent. Yes, a thousand percent from last year's renewal. Now, a lot of people might expect a, a small percentage, maybe a 10 percent increase. But when you get a thousand percent increase, that's just you know blows your mind. Now, obviously, that, there's a reason for that. And that is because of these buildings, these uh, flats that have been built with uh, fire hazard cladding. That uh, until we had the Grenfell Tower crisis, uh, nobody seemed to know what would, would cause a fire and would cause a fire to spread much faster. It's unbelievable that nobody knew because these buildings were built with certificates saying they were safe. They were uh you know, probably inspected by the fire brigade. Uh, the local authority would have given, uh, you know, their, their certificate, their seal of appro- approval when you build anything, when you put an extension up, the local authority has to come in and give you a certificate to say that it, it is it is safe. It's not planning permission. It's, it's a certificate uh, saying that you've, you've it, it's building control, in other words. So you'd have had that, you have had building control. Uh, you've had guarantees by the NHS, NHBC, National House Building Council to say that, you know, this building is guaranteed for X amount of years. And then, you, you know, the fire brigade and then uh, your mortgage company would send a surveyor to say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to look at this property and we're going to satisfy ourselves that it, it, it is sound. And this is uh, sufficient to, to grant you a mortgage on this property. So uh, how this can uh, then turn out to be all wrong, everybody's wrong. Uh, i i I just don't know but nobody wants to take responsibility the uh the the people who built the building say no it's not our fault because we built this with the regulations at that time and and everything everything said it was fine i I can accept that to a certain extent you know the freeholders won't accept it the uh the the institute of Chartered surveyors the um uh royal institute of Chartered Surveyors, say no it's not our fault (laughs) you know we're we're you know they're not standing by any of their surveys of course uh, the insurance the insurance companies don't want to know and and then the uh the lenders don't want to know and finally the government has put up a little bit of money but it's not solving the problem so we heard that a 28 year old woman uh, who bought her flat two years ago has just declared herself bankrupt because she said look this property is virtually worthless i can't sell it i i you know i can't do anything with it and that, that she faced High rising service charges because some of these buildings have to be protected round the clock by somebody uh, watching the building to see if it goes on fire. So, they've had their, their their service charges, which you've always got to watch out for when you buy a flat, have gone through the roof. And then the insurance premiums, in some cases, have gone up by a thousand percent. So, each flat might have to pay another two thousand on, pounds on buildings insurance, where you'd expect to pay a few hundred pounds. Uh, So it's really ridiculous. And these people are stuck in these properties. They can't, as I said, they can't move on. They can't sell them. They're unmortgageable. They're unsaleable. uh, They're just almost worthless in some cases. So until the government uh, steps in and does something about this and takes, takes, uh, well, I say the government, but don't forget the government is using our money. It's taxpayers' money. So a lot of taxpayers might say, well, why should I fork out you know millions or even billions because something's gone wrong in, on people's flats. Uh, it's a private matter, so that you know not everyone agrees that people should be bailed out. When you know I don't own one of these flats, so why should I pay for it? Because the government doesn't have its own money. The government is using our money, taxpayers' money, to to to, to pay for these things, like it is for furlough and 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 these schemes to like it did with bailing out banks and and all these schemes that are going. It's our money, so just just. Be careful what you wish for here, but yeah, people are so I do feel sorry for them because they are really stuck. And and I think uh, the builder should take some responsibility, as as should the surveyors who said this property is mortgageable and and safe. Uh you know, the, i I don't know all the answers on this, but this woman said I'm I'm declaring myself bankrupt. Did she really need to do that? I, I don't know. Um, by handing in the keys, when you say to the lender, Look, I I don't want this property anymore, here's the keys. The lender may go after you and make you bankrupt, but do, do you really need to declare yourself bankrupt? Well, maybe she just was overwhelmed by the pressure of it and just said, look, I don't want anybody chasing me for money. And therefore, I'm going to declare myself bankrupt, which which costs money. Actually, you have to pay to do that, whereas if somebody else makes you bankrupt, you don't you don't pay the fees, but you've got to pay the court fees to make yourself bankrupt. And and she'll be discharged within I think, two or three years. She'll be out of it. And then she's debt free. At the moment, she's depressed. She thinks it's going to ruin her the rest of her life. Not necessarily. Um, She can come out of this. Lots of people have been bankrupt before. You know, even Donald Trump, um, you know, and uh, have been bankrupt. So, and they've come out of it after that. I mean, Donald Trump's in America, it's different. But, you know, lots of business people in in this country have been made bankrupt, some more than once, and still come out of it. So I, I would say to her, you know, don't think this is the end of the world. But I'm not sure, you know, perhaps you've jumped the gun a bit by declaring yourself bankrupt um, in, in this case. So, you know, we've got to feel for those people in this cladding scandal, really. Uh, and, and, and I do feel for her. But um, don't necessarily jump in and make yourself bankrupt. Try and try and stick with it, because I'm sure that this will be sorted out in the end. Now, insurance across the board is going up. And for instance, on car insurance, most people are hardly using their car now they're doing less mileage and yet you know i've had my renewal in the other day and it's gone up uh, so, so my, my my car insurance and buildings insurance has gone up it's called walking the price up it's it, you know they start you off on a deal you say right, come to us and we'll give you this cheap deal and the next year it goes up a little bit and the next week it goes up a little bit more and a little bit more you know the risk hasn't increased Yeah, their costs might have increased, but it's not going up by inflation, which would be almost, you know, one or two percent. This is going up by five, 10 percent every year. It's called walking the price and it will cost you thousands of pounds if you stay with the same insurance company for years. Now, I I was a financial advisor. I worked for insurance companies. So I I know a little bit about how these things work. And it's a bit like the banks in in reverse. The banks get you into them on a, on a, a great interest rate, say on an ISA. And then they walk it down. They walk the interest rate down over the, the next few years. So they, they have a headline rate and then it goes down and down and down until they say, well, why don't you move to this new account? You know, but uh, walking the price up with insurance is, is a well-known industry practice. So I'm going to give you 10 tips to, to avoid this. Now, I'm relating this to car insurance, but it, it kind of applies to any insurance because I see this on buildings insurance all the time. And, you know, it's, it can be a hassle to change, but... The first rule is loyalty doesn't pay. That's the rule number one. If you just stay with the same company, you think I'm being loyal to that company, they'll look after me. Well, unfortunately, they don't, do they? they? Because they just hike your price up, and 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 you know ends up costing you a load of money. Now you can't do this with every kind of insurance. Now, say if you've got life insurance or health insurance, you can't just easily change because you know you may lose out on some benefits. So, but but for, as far as car insurance and things like buildings insurance and contents insurance usually you can change um but perhaps not in the middle of a claim for subsidence for instance but you know usually you can change so first thing on car insurance is never automatically renew your car insurance uh you know without shopping around now auto renew is very useful on car insurance or any insurance because it means your insurance doesn't expire because you didn't get that letter or you you put the letter away and you didn't respond to it. So I always have my insurance on auto renew uh, by direct debit. Um, so it I, if I forget about it, which I frequently do, it, it's still there. But you should, you know, when you get that renewal notice, that's the time to sort of shop around a few weeks before, not at the last minute. Um, apparently, if you if you start shopping around at the last minute, they, they assess you as a higher risk and on their computer they'll quote you a higher premium believe it or not because they're asking you so many questions now uh, about your lifestyle and your habits and that sort of thing so uh, it's, they, they know so much about you and they're doing credit searches on you even so they, they, they have a, a very smart way of assessing things by computer it used to be done in a book you'd have a rate book and you go oh yeah that's a nissan micro yeah okay age and they tell you verbally what the premium will be it used to be a lot of hassle they used to send you cover notes and ask for this document and that document but now it's it's so much easier but the, the insurance companies have mechanized the whole thing but you know it can cost you more money uh, so, so tip number two is never auto renew without shopping around but i don't suggest not auto renewing number three is check the renewal two weeks to three weeks in advance of the renewal date not at the last minute number four if you're doing low mileage maybe consider looking at an insurance company that specializes in low mileage insurance if your mileage has gone down you're working from home you're not doing much mileage or you've just got you know a bit older you maybe be retired and uh, you don't here around the country anymore so look at that because um it's funny how we're all doing less mileage now and yet why is car insurance going up why why have they quoted me a higher premium when i'm I'm doing a lot less mileage these days but they do um if you're a young driver you can save money by this is tip number five but if you're a young driver look for uh, ways to save money maybe by by adding an older driver your mum your dad or whatever and a more experienced driver because that can bring your insurance premiums down dramatically number six is try getting quotes if you've got a family and you've got several cars look for a multi-car policy Uh, which can save you money in some circumstances. Some circumstances it doesn't. Maybe you might want to come off the multi-car insurance and look for quotes individually. But sometimes a multi-car policy can save you money because in a family now, sometimes there's four cars, five cars even. Uh, So it, it makes sense to look at that. Number seven is your own insurer could be cheaper on a comparison site than they are quoting you directly. Hang on, does that make sense? So... If, you're quote, if they're saying directly to you, you're renewing, your insurance is £500 a year and you go onto a comparison site, you might find that the same insurance company is quoting you less than they would by, by dealing with it directly. That's because on comparison sites, they, they quote lower premiums. Then you can go to the company and ring them up and say, hang on, how, how, how comes you're quoting me this? And they'll probably reduce the, the price to the lower price. Uh, so so that, that's a little trick they play. Uh, number eight is make sure you get like for like cover uh, and check the small print in term, terms and conditions because, you know, you might be getting a cheaper policy, but the the, the terms are not so good. Maybe uh, they, they don't give you some some benefits that like, um, you know, a benefit that allows you to have one or more claims or an accident claim without affecting your uh, no claims discount bonus. No claims discount bonuses, it, it's, it's a little bit of a con really, but... Um, they, they if you don't claim they 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 give you a, a more and more discount but why does my premium seem to keep going up uh anyway get make sure you get like for like cover before changing any any type of policy number nine at very least ask your own company for a better deal you know at least call them up and say look i can get a better deal around uh, by, by shopping around going somewhere else uh, maybe you, you've checked on a comparison site. Will you offer me a discount to stay with you? And most companies will. Even on mobile phone contracts and other contracts, that they, they usually want you to stay with them. Your utilities providers, that they'll all want you to stay with them rather than move away. Why? Because it costs money, more money for them to get a new customer by advertising than it does to keep you on. And anyway, they'll they'll eventually walk your price up, even if they give you a discount this year, they'll eventually walk your price up. And number 10 watch out for those monthly payments if you opt to pay monthly uh, they're not really allowing you to pay monthly they're, they're they're financing it so so they get finance on that premium and and give you so they get their money up front but you're paying a finance company sometimes up to 40 percent more just for for paying monthly uh, so if you can pay in advance if you can't pay it from cash maybe on a low interest credit rate credit card might be better than uh, paying monthly instalments if you like with the insurance company because the other little con they brought in is is using finance companies uh, so they get commission back on that and and sometimes financing things can can earn them more commission than they're earning from from selling you that policy so they love to put you on monthly premiums because if you're paying 40% extra to do that you can guarantee they're getting 10 or 20% commission on that. Um, so it's it's a little bit of a, a wheeze that they do to earn extra money. You know, finance is, is big commission. Uh, I knew, you know, A lot of car dealers earn more money financing your car than they do selling it to you. So the profit they make selling you the car is low compared to the finance commission they make. So if you can pay it annually or you can pay it on a, an interest rate, low interest card, do so because that, that will save you money. OK, so that's that's a, little, a few tips there on car insurance, but it, it applies to other things like property insurance. Now, the big question on everybody's mind at the moment is on property prices is will they rise or fall in 2021? Now, nobody has a crystal ball. And you know, if, you, if you look at 10 different gurus, they'll tell you 10 different things. Um, my, my view is that property prices are a little bit high at the moment, but property price, who would have thought last March that property would would go up? in 2020 in fact went up on average by around about you know six to seven percent just under seven percent so it's very difficult to predict that one thing i can predict is that in 10 years time average property prices will be higher than they are now as they were you know from the last crisis average property prices were higher Unless you buy in some real dud area, you know, uh, some really depressed area that doesn't go up at all. You'd have to be very unlucky to buy a property now and find that, you know, in 10 years time, it's not worth more than it is now. Um, You know, most parts of the country have gone up a little bit, you know, in, in 10 years. So, you know, if you buy wisely, if you buy at the right price, you know, you make your money when you buy a property, especially if you can buy below market value then you know prices will go up over time and you know if you're buying your own home if you're buying you know as long as you don't buy one of these flats with cladding on it and instantly i saw a block of flats with that cladding uh, for a flat was for sale at an auction so you can be very careful in auctions because you know this block that i know of particularly why because i used to deliver papers to this block and it's it's a block that uh, you know when I was a lad i used to deliver papers there and uh you know, it was on my paper round, and and it's a high rise block, but it's very it's in a, it's in a quite a nice area. It's in uh, you know Swiss Cottage, and uh, th- this block is one of the blocks affected by the these claddings. So the flats are up for sale there in an auction, which always makes you suspicious. Why is it for sale in an auction rather than just with a local agent? It's in a desirable area, but I, I know this block had cladding problems. So I don't know if that's sorted out there. I won't name the block, but you know if you buy a property like that then yeah it could be worth less in 10 years time but on average prices you know should go up in 10 years time but price the market's still hot at the moment i was out looking at a few properties today the agent said you know the vendor's already had an offer on it um on one of them and he wants even more than we put put the price up for uh so i'm thinking hang on a second what's the point going? i'm not going to get into a bidding war on this um, but you know that, that's the way it seems to be going in the market at the moment. But I think when the when the the results of this you know financial crisis, the worst recession for 300 years start to filter through and these furlough schemes come to an end and you know mortgage holidays and and rental holidays come to an end, I think something's got to hit the fan somewhere, but you know prices at the moment are still going up. Now, you can find out how to to buy properties in a seminar that's coming up, a webinar, Ultimate Property Guide for Beginners, uh, to to avoid these pitfalls in buying properties that may not go up in the next few years. And there's there's a webinar available for a good friend of mine, Kevin McDonald, who's running this webinar next Wednesday, the 10th of February, uh, 7pm. And he will show you how to get started in property on this webinar, and how to overcome the most common mistakes from beginners now he specializes in creative financing meaning that you don't necessarily need your own money uh, to, to buy properties a lot of people think you need a fortune to buy properties but you can get into properties with no money down you can get into property uh with, with, with no money at all uh, and you can earn money from property in lots of different creative ways and kevin will be going through some of those strategies next wednesday i'm going to put a link up on on my website and on on this uh, facebook page here uh, so, so do have a look at that and, and check it out. Very, very interesting guy. Uh, he, he's come from having a 100,000 in debt to becoming a multimillionaire in property. Most of it done without using his own money. People think, oh, can you really do that? Well, of course you can. People have been doing no money down uh, strategies and deals for centuries uh, since, since the, 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 the early crusades and, and you know people taking voyages across the sea to, to find gold. They were financed with other people's money in this case King Philip who, who would finance somebody like Magellan to go off and find treasure around the world uh, and bring back uh, and, and, and really discover new territories that that's how these were financed he didn't have his own money and his own ships he got uh, in, in, in King Philip of Spain to do this so this has been going on forever so if you if you have deals you can make money from property without using your own money believe me I've done it I've seen it a thousand times so have a look at that Uh, Check out the the link there and I I wish you a good evening for everybody. Have a great time and I I will speak to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions.